Well, welcome to Markham Baptist Church. Uh, no one's actually in the building, uh, and the building is closed. We're practicing um, social distancing, and in some cases, for some people, social isolation. Uh, that's to keep the spread of this virus down and hopefully to uh, allow people to enjoy good health and uh, for those that are experiencing illness to recover and get well with our, our prayers. Um, our building, as I said, is closed, but uh, the church is very much alive and well and active. Uh, the people of our congregation are um, in various places and homes, but they're active on social media. Uh, they're telephoning friends and family members and people in the community just to make sure that uh, the needs around us are, are met and people know that they're thought of, loved, and cared for. Um, these are frightening times, scary times for all of us. Uh, we've not been here before, and uh, if anything gives me comfort, it's knowing that God is not only present and aware of our feelings, our, our sense of fear and wonderment of what next, but that God not only knows us and knows our needs and worries, but that God cares for us in a dramatic and incredible way. The psalmist puts it this way in Psalm 34, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. There are a lot of people feeling that way today. Uh, the weight of the world on their shoulders, their concern for loved ones, for their health, uh, wondering about employment needs and finances and the tensions all of those thoughts bring to mind. Uh, we're living in different times today and none of us have been here before. The world itself is different. It's a different global world, global experience, and um, it's not business as usual. In fact, if anything, all of our routines have been turned upside down. Routines or habits that give us a sense of comfort and familiarity have just been extremely uprooted, and we're in new territory. Uh, schedules keep us moored or um, a sense of well-being. And without that, we're looking for something to reach out to that will give us a sense of security and hopefulness, something to hang on to, something more than all the bad news that we're hearing um, on television, on radio, in the newspaper. We need some good news to hang on to. And there's a story in the Bible from John. Actually, John is one of the four Gospels, and Gospel means good news. But it's a story that uh, swirls around a man whose life was anything but good news. Um, he had been born blind. In other words, all of his life he had never seen a flower or a sunrise, never experienced uh, looking upon the face of a loved one or friend, never known a mountaintop experience, never visualized a mountain stream. He was blind by birth and because of that um, he had to beg for anything that he received. And as people pass by, someone hopefully would give him something that would enable him to eat that day. Um, you and I can imagine, we who have sight, can imagine what a loss it would be to not have our vision. But can we imagine the sense of longing that must have been his to, to hope to experience something that others had that he had not? a sense of longing to be normal in the eyes of everyone else. And because of his blindness and being a beggar, 
people not only walked past him, they ignored him, they looked down on him, some ridiculed him, many rejected him. He was a person without, and he was a person in great need. Some of you may know what that feels like today, feeling ignored in your time of need, feeling crushed in spirit, feeling impoverished in one way or another, feeling like you would like to have what other people have and just not getting there yet and fearing for what tomorrow will bring. Well, the story goes on from a movement about the bad and difficulties of this man's life to something good and hopeful because in the midst of it all, Jesus sees him. Uh, in John 9, it literally says, as they're walking by, Jesus sees him. Uh, many other people had not. And in fact, when it talks about what happens with the disciples, it, it doesn't say they saw him too. It says they asked Jesus a question. And their question was all about why. What caused this? What's going on here? Uh, help us, Jesus, to make sense of this. And I think that's our question today, too. Help us to make sense of what's going on in the midst of the coronavirus and all the sickness and all the concern, the loss of, uh, of jobs and economy, everything that's, that's going on that's bad. Help us to understand the core reason to it. It's interesting that in John 9, in this story, Jesus doesn't say exactly why, but he says, why not? Jesus says that this was not caused by God. It wasn't something that was caused because of this man's sin or the way he lived. In fact, although God did not do this, God can certainly use it. And for me as a Christian, I'm praying that we will focus our questions not on why are these bad things happening, but how will God bring about some good in our lives through all of this um, to bless other people as well as those we love. Jesus heals the man, and because of that, you can imagine the sense of euphoria that's, that's a part of his life now. He wants to tell anyone and everyone, and so he races to his family, and he shares with them what's happened. He can see now. The strange and bizarre thing is that his family doesn't share his excitement. In fact, scripture is rather silent when talking about that conversation between uh, the man born blind who can now see and his mom and dad and, and siblings. It says very little. What it does say is that uh, later on, his family is rather defensive when asked what happened here. Um, people say, who did this and how did it happen? And their response back is, we don't know. We don't know how, ask him. He can speak for himself. A pretty bizarre way of responding to a miracle. Um, his neighbors and friends and others were no different. Um, when they saw him, many of them even wondered if it was the same person. The only way they knew him was through his need and through his blindness and seeing him beg on the streets. So they asked the question, is this really him? Others that recognized him wondered if he was playing or putting on an act to begin with. Was he really blind to begin with? Was this really a need in his life? And they just didn't believe him. Um, it threw everybody off balance. They didn't know how to respond or react or even to relate. And uh, 
we're the same way. When life turns upside down for any one of us, it's hard relating to new circumstances and situations and to each other when our own lives change and are upset as well. Um, these are times when we need to be open to seeing people in their truest selves, not only to seeing their need and their worries, their fears and their concerns, their losses and the questions they have, but to see their deep, true character, to see the strength of their life, to see the resilience, to see the hope that they're still carrying forth with, to see the dreams that they've always had and, and still hope to, um, to experience at some point in life. We respond to each other often by what we expect, uh, just expecting the same old, same old. But the gospel story is one that invites us to open our eyes and see the new things that are in front of us because of God's presence and activity in our lives. You know, when asked how all of it happened, even though his family was very defensive and said, ask him, when they finally got to the man born blind that was now healed, his line was a simple one. I was blind, but now I see. Um, to be able to see differently means to be able to think differently. And uh, the Apostle Paul, in a letter he wrote to another church, had some really encouraging words for them and for us. And here's how Paul says it in terms of looking at the world differently and thinking about our situation differently. He says this in Philippians chapter 4, Finally, friends, whatever is true and whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there's anything at all that's excellent in the world, if there's anything that offers us a sense of praise to God, think about these things. And then it goes on and says, because of this, the God of peace will be with you. That's my prayer for all of us today. Members and friends of Markham Baptist Church, those that have never seen or been in our building, that you would know the peace of God because God is opening our eyes to new things in the midst of old things that we've all grown accustomed to that even though our habits will have to change and even though the circumstances that have been so familiar are gonna upset us all, there is still one thing that we can hang on to, one source of strength that holds on to us, the maker of heaven and earth, who's with us today and every day. May God bless you in the meantime. Let's pray together. Loving God, thank you for this opportunity to be together even though we're distant from one another physically. And thank you for that reminder that through time and space, uh, you are with each one of us. We pray, O oh God, for the anxiety that is part of the world today and in the midst of that, we pray for your incredible peace. We ask that you would reach out through your spirit and reach into the hearts of each person watching and listening today, that whatever it is that's weighing them down, whatever causes them to feel crushed in spirit, 
whatever it is that is a frightening thought to them for the future or even for this moment, Lord, wrap your arms around them, embrace them with your love, protect them from harm, help them to know health and safety, and bless us with the opportunity of, of realizing the prayers of one another for all of us. Thank you that you've sent Jesus Christ to be our Savior and Lord. That means not only is he with us in the, the easy, natural times of everyday habits and routines, but that, oh God, you're with us right now when everything's turned upside down. So thank you for that. Thank you for being our, our good shepherd, leading the way and guiding us to light and hope. Thank you for blessing us with opportunities to care for and serve the needs of each other. Give us a way of seeing the truth in each other's lives that we can truly be blessings one to another and know the power of our redeeming Lord in whose name we pray, amen. through